away therefore your confidence for which had a great recompense of reward. Alright, to explain this scripture further, we might need to visit the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. In this scripture, the substance that I want to emphasize is registered as confidence, but let's let's find out. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Indicative of the fact that God is beginning to deal with a new a new mode of perception a new sense, a new basis of assurance which has its roots in the activity of the Holy Spirit. It's a faith is the substance. So my emphasis is substance. Substance. That's what faith is. It is the life of hope. It is the reality of hope. And uh, it is the Holy Spirit that furnishes that substance in the heart of a man. As far as God is concerned, that substance happened to be superior to the evidences that are prevalent in your circumstances. And except we sustain that value system for this substance, it will well likely cast away the confidence that this substance makes available. Faith is the substance. In the Greek, the meaning of the word substance is a bit deeper than what English language could render. In the Greek language, the word there is substantiate, substantiate. Um, you might be lecturing about a grasshopper in the lecture room, and then you want to illustrate it or substantiate it with a diagram. When you draw that diagram, what you are teaching becomes easy to comprehend because it has been substantiated. Spiritual things are likely to be things that you would despise until it becomes substantiated. So what the Holy Spirit does is that in order to help your mind not to be utopian, perpetually in wonder, of what he's trying to drive at. God has a means of substantiating the things he is furnishing upon our heart. The other day, someone came to for counseling with a diary. He came, and he, hallelujah. He, he, he captured a few things that God had said, but he could not make, he could not make a very definite point from all the encounters. He was in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Faith is not born in a super spiritual atmosphere. Faith is supernatural. You are not with me. I'm trying to look for the right words to explain what I'm talking about. All the encounters he had were 
up there. They were not life applicable. They were not factored within the realm of wisdom. There was no direction that he could draw from all the encounters he had. That kind of revelation will not benefit you. Because it has not become substance. It's not as much a part of you as your own beating heart. But when faith is furnished, it's part of you. It's a well of strong conviction, assurance about matters that deal with issues pertaining to your life. So faith is not abstract. Faith is life applicable. It is built around an integral conv uh, conviction platform that is furnished by the activity of the Holy Ghost. So when we began to look through the jota, because I was trying to help the brother to understand. Sometimes God can give you a revelation it can only become substance maybe after 12 years. Because when it becomes substance, the very, the distilled message that God is communicate to, communicating to you becomes so clear that it forms a substance within your heart, which becomes the basis of your conviction. If you don't know the message that God is communicating through the encounters, it has not yet qualified. It is a revelation. It is not substance. Exactly. This substance that we're talking about is the active ingredient that is the basics of conviction that is rooted in the Holy Ghost. And if we're going to go beyond the circumstances, we should be operating based on the substance that have been furnished on our hearts by the Holy Ghost. This substance can be furnished in various forms because the Holy Spirit is not human. His communication mode is quite different from the way humans communicate. And so there are many tributaries through which he can furnish this substance within you. Meanwhile, the scripture that led me here is cast not away thy The first currency of faith is confidence. You see, I'm trying to do a, a serious work here. We are trying to look at the inner membrane and the activities of the Holy Spirit within that sphere so that we can fully understand uh, the launching part of demonic activity and how to exist as if Satan does not exist. Hallelujah. So our active ingredient now is the substance. I think this is what was not clarified in many instances and people took off thinking that mental ascent was faith. There is a level of conviction that you had, eh? young pastor, there was a level of conviction you had when you sat on that seat. You were conscious that the seat was able to carry your weight before you sat on it. And that's why someone that sits on a seat that has three legs, he doesn't know he has three legs. He has assurance that the thing can carry him until he sits down and found, find out that there's... A, there's a situation of balance that is not adequately uh, distributed within the platform he wants to sit, and then very soon the imbalance will teach him from practical lessons. You see, that level of assurance you had before you sat here was not spiritual, it is mental ascent. A lot of people 
operated within the realm of mental ascent because they did not understand the doctrine of this substance that faith really is. And they took off like tornadoes. And what they thought they were pregnant with something from the spirit, it was time that revealed that they were pregnant with wind. But if it's true that God impregnated you and there's a substance that he has furnished, that is all he needs to do. It is your responsibility, therefore, to ensure, just like a mother maintains a child and ensures that nothing hits on the child so that the child can reach full time. It is your own responsibility to ensure that your confidence is not cast away. Just like a mother will ensure that his child, her child is kept intact. If the Holy Spirit comes and he, he furnishes that's all he needs to do. It is your responsibility to keep that substance to a point where it fulfills its gestation cycle. It's only that gestation cycle as being fulfilled that there's to be a manifestation. You see, what I'm trying to teach you is based on my new studies of the subject of faith. Let me tell you a bit about faith. Based on my new discoveries. Not time for me to discuss it. Let me with this one is a secret. The fate of the New Testament happens to be ongoing. It is continuous. Now, many of you think that okay, maybe you one, once upon a time you made a confession about Jesus. Okay, and that confession was sufficient transaction to guarantee your eternal destiny. A confession of 45 seconds. That is what you have built your eternal possibilities on. See, the faith of the Bible is present continuous. Let's start. Let me show you a scripture. This one is from my archive. It's not ripe for teaching yet. Because I want to do a very long lecture. Subsequently. Okay, let me show you a scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. Let me show you one scripture. Yes. Technical man. Have you forgotten yourself? He said, now. You remember where he's quoting from? He's quoting from Habakkuk chapter 2. Now, the just shall live by faith. Didn't stop there. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Hmm? The meaning of faith from the Old Testament, it is used a few times in the Old Testament. Let me show you. Faith in the Old Testament is a noun. And there are several scriptures in the New Testament that suggest that faith is a noun. Only very few show faith as a verb. So we can teach faith as a noun and teach faith as a verb. Faith as a noun means faithfulness. Are you with me? Don't worry, when we come for that lecture, I will do a wonderful exposition. 
I've been studying this for the past two months. This is a golden scripture. It said, now the just shall live by faith. He didn't stop there. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him because the word faith here means faithfulness. It's not confession. The type of confession you make on the crusade ground. No, this, this is faithfulness. What this means is obeying perpetually, continually. So when this is touched upon your heart, you will have to assume a posture that protects the substance, just like a woman will assume a posture that protects her pregnancy. So that the full gestation period can be fulfilled and that which has been adequately incubated in the Holy Ghost can therefore manifest. It is possible for you to cast away your confidence. It means you have killed the substance. And when you kill the, sub your, the substance, your waiting will be in vain. But if the substance is in view, your waiting is a day closer to a time of manifestation. When we talk about faith, the now, the object of faith, the now, is your ability to continue until gestation period is accomplished. So this Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 is an illustration of faith, the now. And the meaning of faith, the now, has to do with faithfulness. It has to do with something you will need to do continuously in line with the fact that you have received a substance that is furnished by the Holy Ghost. What I'm saying is this, your lifestyle will change the moment the substance is furnished. If not, if you continue the old lifestyle, you will cast away your confidence. Just like the lifestyle of a woman that is with child changes because of the pregnancy. At home, my wife monopolizes all the pillows right now. There's pillow for neck. There's pillow for waist. And then there's another pillow. I don't know where that one came from. Maybe from abroad. Because I've not seen it in that household. But it came out. That one, anytime there's a movement, it's a support. Like those stones that used to support pot. And all that is because there is conception. And you are going to follow through that uneasy culture until gestation period is accomplished. When you receive this substance, your life changes. That's what I'm saying. Faith, the now, places a responsibility upon you to sustain a culture that is not known among men, natural men. That culture is faithfulness. Faithfulness. So the moment the substance is furnished, then the responsibility is faithfulness. They are going to be faithful to that substance that has been furnished. If not, you will be guilty of casting away your confidence. And it happens to be that your reward is tied to your faithfulness to your confidence. So it's not enough for the Holy Ghost to come and impart faith upon your heart. The attacks will not end then. A new string of attacks will begin to find expression. And your responsibility, therefore, is to ensure that you keep 
the pregnancy intact. So there's a culture that I need to introduce us to today, which is supposed to be your culture for the rest of your life. Meanwhile, before I go into that culture, I need to tell us what this substance is. Because the substance, there are many ways that the Holy Spirit can furnish substance on the heart of man. Many ways. You know, we are still talking about dismantling demonic assignments. So I'm just in the faith corridor. And showing you that there is a place in God that is not regulated by the external environment. There's a place in God that is regulated by the Holy Ghost. And every true overcomer operates from that place. I must have re received the immunity over the, the turbulence that is in the circumstances. Just because he's situated actively in that place that is beyond the storm. That is the same reason why Jesus could sleep in a boat when there was a storm that was boisterous. He was in a place where there was only peace. And it was the atmosphere of that place that reflected in the kind of rest he had at the backside of the boat. Even though ex expert fishermen had exhausted their knowledge of bringing calm to the waters. Meanwhile, the fishermen I'm talking about are people that previously had mastered waves. They saw a tsunami. Demons were involved. It was when they went over to the other side that they saw that the immigration officer in that kingdom was a madman. So the entire break in the, trans the traffic situation, the issues that pertain to the traffic situation were, were motivated by spiritual forces that did not want Jesus to visit that territory. The impact of his visitation, even though the men of the city eventually deported Jesus from the land, he had done damage to the Charlie, that was a house of demons that was situated in that place and had sent him back by commissioning. After deliverance, he had no time for Bible school. He was commissioned back to this very city to proclaim what good things God has done for him. All right. So I want to talk about the substance before we talk about the culture. There is a culture you need to sustain. The moment you catch it, you sustain the culture. I've kept a spiritual pregnancy for nine years before, and it was given birth to. Nine years, nine years. So I, I have a little to tell you about the gestation period of the cycles of God. And if you win a major battle of faith, You have secured more than 10 testimonies in your life. Just one major battle of faith. You win it. That's how your marriage will pop up. That's how your financial life will pop up. That's how all kinds of things will just... You will now exist in a, a barrage of testimonies just because you were able to fulfill the gestation period of that belief system. And you saw it through to the time of manifestation. I was able to keep a pregnancy for... Nine years. Nine years when nothing suggested that what, that what God had said was true. And you know one thing about the Lord, in that case, he didn't come to give me other supportive encounters to cool my mind. He left me after, after that first impregnation. And it was all my responsibility to ensure that I was faithful 
to that which he had sown. Hallelujah. Now, so sometimes God may just do a quick walk and then it will be your responsibility to keep the weight of the substance that he has furnished within your heart. If you don't understand the way of faith, you will go back and start from where you began five years later. Some people I know took off like a tornado. Five years later, they found it was wind that they were impregnated with. No substance. The Lord will help us. In Jesus' mighty name. So we are going to do a faith series during the course of the year. We'll start with salvation. We need to re redefine most of the things we think we believe. And then understand it fully from the perspective of the scriptures. From salvation, we'll move to faith. From faith, we can move to um, other aspects of salvation, like justification, like sanctification, like glorification. Because you might think that salvation is an event. You may not know that salvation is a commencement of an event. You find scriptures that say you are saved. You find other scriptures that say that you are being saved. You find other scriptures that say that you will be saved. There is a present tense to it. There is a present continuous tense to it. There is a future tense to it. And all of that is the subject of salvation. So if we want to preach the full salvation, you must understand the scope of the syllabus. <laughs> The Lord will help us. Mm. The good Lord will give us grace. Then we'll now go into the subject of faith, which is the lifestyle of the believer, as you have seen here, that they just shall live by faith. There is faith, the verb. There is faith, the noun. If all you know is faith, the, the verb, and that's all you teach, you taught error. You have exposed your congregation to an erroneous situation. So there's faith the verb, there's faith the noun. So when we finish from that, we'll now go into other aspects of the workings of God towards our conformity with the image of Christ because there are two things that have to do with our salvation con contains two aspects, two critical aspects. There is the redemption aspect and there is the conformation aspect to the image of Christ because Jesus was the first accurate man that was manifested consistent with the blueprint of God for man that God had in mind when he said let us make man so Jesus happens to be the pattern man and that is why he underwent accreditation at John the Baptist baptismal service heaven came to acknowledge that this is the prototype of man so every other man is supposed to use Jesus as a pattern. And God's vision, the activity of the Holy Spirit, is designed to make us all conform to the image of Christ. Because man was supposed to be in God's likeness and in God's image. Are you with me? So there was an image, image, there's an image restoration process. And you will become conformed to the image of Christ. You will do what God wants. You will like what God wants. You will know what God wants. So we'll look at it critically as we treat the subject of salvation. And meanwhile, soteria and sozo has 13 meanings. That's the Greek word for salvation. When we finish that, then we'll go into faith. And faith, you see, you find it to be a very large subject, especially when we come to the renewing of the mind. 
The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Now, we're about to do something here. Um, Hebrews, is that, is that what I said you should open? Ah. Okay, we're talking about substance. Exactly. First Kings chapter 18, we'll begin from verse 41 to verse 44. First Kings chapter 18. Sometimes you need to just shut down and study your Bible. You'll find wonderful things in the scriptures. Wonderful things in the scriptures. Now, are you there now? First Kings chapter 18, verse 41. And Elijah said unto her, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. This man is casting news from the spirit realm. You see, according to your human clock, you still have time. But there's a reality taking place in the spirit and he was running commentaries. So right now, there is a sound of an abundance of rain. There's no tree nearby, no shade, no house. So you need to stop, eat quickly, drink quickly, and get on your donkey and begin to go back to the city because this rain is going to be heavy. Meanwhile, there was no evidence in the natural to show that rain was about to come. I'm, I'm teaching you sub substance. Sometimes substance comes in form of a sound. This guy was relating with the spiritual thing. I remember I prayed for 14 days and fasted to go for a meeting. It was in that meeting I met my wife. I didn't know I was praying for my wife and many other things that resulted thereafter. And while I was laboring, laboring in this prayer, God didn't speak to me. I prayed and fasted for 14 days. We're investing five hours of prayer per day. And for 14 days, God didn't speak to me. And then when we were now traveling to the place where the crusade was, we're coming from Kano and going to Zaria. Then a strange song that I've never sang before began to play in my heart. And it was so intense that I could hear the wordings. I've forgotten the tune now, but the wordings were according to Psalms 24, verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be thou lifted up your everlasting doubt. I didn't know that this was the result, the feedback. This was the feedback of my 14-day prayer. The feedback was, lift up your head, O ye gates. What I heard, I was singing the song in my heart without knowing that that sound I sang was actually the rema of God for the mission that I was going to. It was a song, but it was actually the commandment, the instructions of a prayer, the wordings of a prayer. It was when we came to the crusade ground that I discovered that I prayed that prayer. It now dawned on me that it was a prayer point that God gave me, that whereas I prayed for 14 days, I didn't pray the prayer point of the Spirit. So Irema had to come to guide my prayer ministry at the heart of the opposition, at the heart of the objective. And the prayer point was, lift up your heads. I sang it away without knowing that it was a prayer point. It was a sound that 
Elijah heard, but it was the, on the strength of that sound, he cancelled somebody. Eat now, drink now. This is lunch break now. Because he understood the implication of the sound. Me, I sang the song away, not knowing that it was a prayer point that God was giving me. May you not be daft in the spirit. When we came to the crusade ground, and meanwhile there were professional music ministers that were brought in for the meeting. When a professional music minister begins to sing off key, because the place was so dry, there was no Holy Ghost around. Demons had blocked everything. And when the music ministers that were to lighten the atmosphere showed up, the intensity of demonic presence made them sing off key. They even made God, God became father place was intensely dry. Then the song came back to me. Then I discovered that it was not to be sung away. It was a prayer point. And when I begin, began to use the wordings of that prayer to pray, the atmosphere began to open. It's an affliction to preach under a wrong atmosphere. You come back with backache, with waist pain. Because it will be the power of your flesh you will use to drive, oh my God, the activity. And whenever you use human power for what you should use divine power, you need a massage. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it was a prayer point that God was giving me. And meanwhile, I was enjoying the melody, enjoying the song, and I was singing the song not knowing that he was supposed to be converted to a prayer. But Elijah was more matured in decoding those matters. It was a sound that he heard. He knew the meaning of the sound. It was an abundance of rain. And on the strength of the meaning of that sound, he could give counsel. Now rise up, eat and drink, because I hear what? The sound. Sometimes this substance we are talking about can come in form of a sound. It can come in form of a prayer. A prayer that the Holy Ghost kindles upon your heart at the spur of the moment, which is what is expecting you to be mobilized to perform in order to create the pathway for the Holy Spirit to begin to do the bidding of the Father. Now, as we read on, next verse now. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Camel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. The posture that Elijah sustains here is a posture that women used to sustain those days when they give birth. These days, if, you, if a woman wants to give birth, they take her to a labor room. The first problem with the labor room is that her orientation upon the labor bed is not consistent with the force of gravity. But check the way Elijah knelt. That's how women that used to deliver those days used to kneel. In keeping with the force of gravity. Sorry, I can't do the example. It's in your, you should know it in your brain. Read that. I'm not a woman. You will, you'll be confused. If, 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 I, if you see me, you, there'll be confusion. There'll be confusion. Do you understand that? He, he, he had space between the two knees enough to put his head. He was leaning directly under the influence of gravity. This man was about to give birth spiritually. That's what it means. And the impact of what he's producing through this activity 
he sends his servant to look at the canvas of the sky to see what is coming out, what is forming. Are you with me? The king was going to eat, was going to drink. It was time for lunch break, but the prophet climbed higher on Camel and fell down. He was the one that gave a directive by the spirit just now. Why does he still need to pray? He just prophesied now that it's time for you to take your journey because several things have formed in the spirit. You know, most of the time we quit praying too early. Once upon a time, a faith, a faith teaching came that you don't pray about a matter twice. When you pray about it once, it's done in the spirit. Meanwhile, the great Jesus himself pray about, prayed about one issue in the Garden of Gethsemane three times. When I saw that I was a victim of the doctrines of men, I kept my notes down and I went to study the Bible for one decade, ten years. I wept while studying because many things I believed was not in the Bible. Meanwhile, this was me that on campus those days, they felt I was the professor of scripture. Now I was studying the Bible and I found out that hey, what I believe was not in the Bible. The way of faith is that you keep praying until substance is formed. And it can take you nine months. It has taken me nine months before. Before substance was formed on an issue. Most of us take off like a tornado. You pray for 21 days. It is you that said 21. Who told you? Is it you and the Holy Ghost that sat down to devise 21 days? I prayed for one year for direction. When I was in youth service, I prayed and fasted for 264 days for direction. What is the next step after youth service? Jesus did not answer me for 264 days. Yes, he didn't answer me. When I finished my own schedule, I went and ate. And I ate so for some months. Then I now started again on the 13th of January. That 13th of January to continue. If you are traveling from here to Onicha and your car stops at, at Otupa, what it means is drive into the next filling station, put for it. It's not a direction that is wrong. You don't have what it takes to reach there. The place where what you are seeking is, is far away. Put for it. And so on the 13th of January, 2003, I put for it. And I said, okay, that first thing that I start, started and I didn't find the result, I continued today. Prayed for eight hours that day. That was the first day I saw a, an angel from heaven with a message for me. It was on that first day of the first, this next year, that God sent me the rest. Maybe the angel was arrested, but in the eighth hour, I had the answer. Guess what? The moment the answer came, the prayer stopped. I finished prophesying. Went and fell on the mountaintop. Now God has told me that um, 40 days will be working. I say, my own is big size. But you keep going until substance is finished. So the last time I was at home, I was troubled. And I told my wife that the Holy Ghost wants to speak to me. So she says she wants to be there. To see how the Holy Ghost will come. So when I booked the hotel, she followed me. I said, okay. She didn't even know when the Holy Ghost came. <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately for me, this is the diary I took there. 
Let me read. One thing from what I downloaded. It said, give attention to northern Nigeria. Because I have made... Uh, no, I won't read this one. It is my time to visit northern Nigeria with the revival. And the revivalist mantle of Benway shall be with you. I will fulfill my desire for the north. I will take you from the backside to the forefront by my hand. Let me, the other ones are personal. If I read those ones, you will say, hey, only you God they talk to. <laughs> he began to talk to me about northern Nigeria. About northern Nigeria. And I was there pressing, pressing. And he told me many. That was when he confirmed that we will have another tent, another building. Huh? That this building moved from here to somewhere else. So I knew that God wanted us to build after that encounter. It was sure on my heart. I was doubting before. It became sure. Because if you are going to commit the kind of money you are committing to that building and it is not God that spoke, you know you are in trouble. That's where the express instruction came. And for such a building to be rising in Makodi, and is, this is, these are the people building it. It doesn't make sense. But see, the Lord spoke it and he's bringing it to pass. He spoke about this, about the building. He spoke about how that we are going to be reaching Africa from Makodi. So the last encounter I had with him is what I just read to you. I read a portion. Substance can come like this. This, is, this one is, you need to go a bit higher for you to have this one. This is mouth-to-mouth discussion with Jesus, this one. And before this one comes, he will, he will give you a sign so that you can run and hide. This one. Then he will speak. You can ask him questions. He will answer. He will speak. You say, no, you have not. Go and get your pen. Jesus will tell you that. Get your pen. I want to talk. So the substance can come in form of words like this. Substance can come in form of a sound, a song, a scripture. And in this case, when the servant went the seventh time, what happened? Next verse. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud upon the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot. You know, the first instruction he gave was, Go and eat and drink. What's the additional one? Do you know that that Ahab did not know what he was seeing that he was speaking from. The substance that he was seeing and speaking from Ahab did not know. It's just the instructions that was the fallout of the activity that was taking place in his spirit that he was hearing. Saddle that chariot. Because a man's hand has been formed. The prayer had generated a substance. It was visible. It was tangible. It could be seen. There is no way the Holy Spirit will impregnate your heart and you will not know. It is not possible. It is not possible. It's so tangible. On the 25th of July, 2005, 
Those were the days when they had not banned Okada in Abuja. I was on Okada. And the presence of God descended upon me. Me and the Okada man forgot the road to my house. I was locked in the Holy Ghost. I forgot that I was on, a, on an Okada man. The man went around life camp. I said, oh God, where you they go? I said, ah. What did he tell me? Raise a remnant for me in this generation. 25th of July, 2005. And when he dropped me at our gate, the presence had left. So when I entered the first parlor of our house those days, Benny Hinn was doing This Is Your Day. And as, as I entered the place, because of that broadcast, the presence came back. And then Jesus came back. Take your pen. And I began to write. He will speak, I will write. Then I will ask him, I say, my brother-in-law was there, I didn't greet him. He knew that I was far away. Then he told me the six definitions of the remnant. That was the day he told me that my, the place of my primary assignment was going to be in Makodi Benwesti. And he showed me the faces of the people I were pastor. A substance was formed. The God who could not lie had come to court covenant with me on that matter. It took two years before it was born. He spoke in 2005. We began here in 2007. But every day the weight of that substance was upon my heart. There is a gestation period for every word of God that you receive. Men of faith don't walk by circumstances, they walk by substance. When the guy went the second time, that means you might go the first time, no substance. Clean your mouth and fast again. Go the second time. And keep going until the cloud falls. So when we say we heard God, it's not that we slept bad and then woke up and say, hey, we want to prophesy. No. It will never come to pass. When I came to Makodi, we started fasting and praying from the month of March. In the month of June, I, we were doing night vigil. I think we've... No, I was doing night vigil. I was alone. And I knelt down close to my door. And Jesus walked in. We went to three places in Benue State. He destroyed the altars there and began to go. I said, ah, you are going? No, don't go. The land is in poverty. And in this state of poverty, there's no way we can promote your gospel. Then he turned back and looked at me. And he was quiet for some time. I said, I will return. And when I come, I will give you all things. I became a slave of that world. I waited for months, waited for years, waited for when he will come because our needs were plenty. And the sign of when he will come is when he provides for our needs. 2017, he told me it's three years time for him to come. And in the month of March last year, I just came to do Bible study here and I finished Bible study. 
then I knew that the seasons that he spoke that it was going to come those seasons had started the first thing I noticed was our need as a ministry started becoming met meanwhile there were many prophecies that came that God is going to supply our need but they never knew that the sign he gave me of his coming to us was that he will give us all things it began to come to pass we could hold crusades what five the last crusade we had was 11 million festival of glory where would we have gotten that money he said, when he comes, he will give us all I wanted to advertise Jesus with the best tools, the best equipment, the best things that were available in my generation. So that a time will come when if you don't have Jesus, you'll be old-fashioned. That's the idea of Festival of Glory. Jesus must be celebrated. It came to pass. Then I knew that the airport was about to be open because that was the last of six signs he gave to me. And when the airport opened, I knew revival had started. We walk by the substance because faith is day. We walk by the substance and not by sight. The moment Elijah saw it, he went and told the king, saddle your chariot. Get down. That the rain stopped thee not. Hallelujah. This man was speaking from a substance. And unfortunately, the king he was addressing did not know the depth of the substance from whence he spoke. The days of true prophets about to come again in Benway State. Once, listen to me, once upon a time, there was a mighty prophet that was raised in Otoko. He didn't live for long, but he did exploit. Hallelujah. It was a revivalist anointing that he carried. The Lord said again that the time where true prophets will rise in Benue State, it has come. People that when they speak, you will be doing yourself the service not to believe because it will come to pass. Prophets walk by substance and not by sight. They are walking from a place where Satan cannot disturb. So time might change, the weather might change. But those men are held up in a covenant that is deeper than circumstances and situations. That's the kind of life that God has called us to live. Keep pressing until you see the cloud. People might say you are wasting. Don't hear them. They told me many times. The same people that said I was wasting, they are looking for an opportunity to come. I mean my relatives. My uncles. Every time I came, they would ridicule me, ridicule preachers, ridicule just to make me feel insecure with the conviction until I went to preach in the village and my uncle that is the eldest in the family I didn't know he was deaf in one ear from when he was a teenager 
He said, yes, my son is preaching. Let me come and watch him. He came to watch his son. And when I taught for 30 minutes, the anointing came so powerful. I was using an interpreter. And people began to fall. And then he noticed that he could hear from the ear that was deaf. Before I knew it, when I gave altar call, I saw my uncle. Like this. <laughs> I think it was Philip that, that uh, cancelled him. He was, he was, he didn't know how he came. Those are men that will never leave the Catholic church. I don't know what happened to him. He said, my son is preaching. My son. When he came there, his ears opened. He gave his heart to Jesus. I hear they do prayers in his house. Serious tongues in it. It is impossible. You don't understand what I'm talking about. So what God said was true, but it had a gestation period. And it, it required faith, the now. It required faithfulness to walk in the light of that substance until you see his manifestation. The problem is not that God never spoke to people, but they cast away their confidence. And many of, you, many of you are here today that God gave powerful covenants, but you couldn't live through the covenants because faith requires faithfulness in Jesus. I want to pray. The prayer of men. Prayer of men. Oh my. Oh my. If I was ever told that in my family they would begin to call me because people are sick, Hey, this person is sick. Won't you? I'll, I'll offer it first. You need to desire to desire. Hallelujah. They mocked me. They mocked me. But I knew whom I have believed. There's only men that can keep that substance and walk according to the life of that substance that will see a manifestation. Those men will have to ignore what the circumstances are saying. They will need to ignore what the situation is saying and walk with that substance. Can we pray to them? Are you almost about to be discouraged already? Sister? Huh? When you stand in heaven, they will tell you that you are not the only one in that situation. So there was nothing peculiar about your own unique experience. If God is going to help you, he gives you a substance. The substance is a sign that he's involved. It's a sign that he has given you a covenant. It's a sign that he wants to show himself faithful to you. What is it that he speaks to you? Because I see a cloud. Like the hand of a man. It may seem that the time has come for him to fulfill his counsel in your life. I see a cloud. I see a cloud that is like the hand of a man. Can you ask and say, Lord, give me the grace not to cast away that confidence that you gave me. Because in that confidence lies a great recompense of reward. Lord, bless. Elisa, Fabio.
The Lord will not change his mind, but you can change your mind. The Lord is not threatened by what it takes to bring his word to pass, but he needs a man that will believe him. Cast not away your confidence for therein lies a great recompense of reward. You have lost time. You have lost seasons. You have lost opportunities just because you couldn't bring yourself to believe your God. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I believe. I believe. There's something at work in your heart. Something is beginning to appear. Don't leave the place of prayer until the cloud rises. Many years have gone past. No substance. It means you believe nothing. not away your confidence for therein lieth a great recompense of reward now the just shall live by faith and he that draw it back my soul shall have no pleasure with him What he told you is true. Faithfulness is needed to see his counsel come to pass. What do you believe?
tell you, show you something 13 years ago. Withhold the meaning until 13 years later. You can describe the vision, but it's not a substance. The day he cracks it open and gives you the meaning, he has a covenant with you. If you believe that thing that he told you, when he interprets what it means, it will come to pass. Many of you here have cast away your confidence previously. And the alternative that Satan offers is deception. It's the wind. It's emptiness. But a man of faith never moves until substance is furnished. And so when that brother came with the notebook, I knew that the time had not come. So I said, should go. Is there a big I said, should meet? My interpretation now. <laughs> you are going to be falling down like Elijah fell seven times. That's the aspect people don't like. They like a quick vision, a quick revelation. But faith is not a vision, faith is life. It's a substance from whence you live, holding on to Jesus to bring to pass the covenant that He has given you. And that is where you will know that God never fails. The problem is that there are no more men on earth that can believe him. If the son of man shall come, the Bible says, shall he find faith in the earth? What covenant do you stand on? 
I stand on the covenant of Yahweh. On the mortal covenant. Times will change. Governments will rise and fall. Men will live and die. But that covenant will abide steadfast. He comes to court a covenant with you tonight. Concerning the words that he has spoken to you before this time. They will not fall to the ground without being accomplished. Finally, can you pray? I believe, help down my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. For the counsel of the Lord shall come to pass. start with you.
help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please take your seat. Let the offering basket move around. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalms 50, verse 5. Psalms 50, verse 5. Maybe you may wish to display it. It says, Gather my saints, gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Gather what? Can we read it together? Do you notice that there is an irony in that scripture? Did you notice it? Say, gather my saints to me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Ordinarily, all the lost saints are then all gathered unto him. I'm asking you. All the Lord saints. The impression is that they are gathered unto him. Is that not the case? But he says, those that have made covenant with me by sacrifice. Amen. So, if you have been Asking this covenant, they are talking about striking a covenant with God. What exactly does it mean? It means sacrifice. If you don't understand, and our father has said that this year is a year of many calls. And one of the things that we safeguard the myriads of uncertainties that this year is likely to weave through is to enter into a covenant with God. Amen. I seek your kind leave to recite a personal story briefly. In 2019, I became tired with what was happening around, so I left where the office I was working. I said, let me take time to really pray and seek God and know what exactly is happening around me. So the prayer continued for like one year, praying, fasting, seeking the face of God. Are you hearing me? Continued for like one whole year, and everything was like the way I started prayer a year ago. Nothing changed, nothing shifted. Meanwhile, one of our brothers, he called me that he saw that God is changing the season that I am in. That he saw a hand writing figures, amount of money. The pen will write it, the hand will clean it, the pen will write it, the hand will clean it. And when he asked, God told him that he's bringing me into a season of money, but there's an evil hand resisting it that I should pray. I prayed more. The evil hand became stronger. So, so, and then Mama came with some persons to visit me in my house one night also. And while they prayed and they were about to go, she gave the same word that the person told me. So I knew it was sure. So I had gotten the word from somebody, and then it had been confirmed by Mama. 
but nothing changed still. So I started asking God that, okay, what exactly should I do? What exactly should I do? Because any promise that God gives you, there is a responsibility, a conscious. Don't be excited about prophecy. Don't be excited about a promise. As soon as a promise is given to you, look for the responsibility. Look for the action part of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We need to say these things so that all the things you are hearing will not remain at the level of assumption or utopian. So you don't know what to do practically. So while I was praying, it thought it was like a question. You know, sometimes when God is speaking, it looks very funny. Instead of him to say, take this money and so, the thought came, he said, at that time I struggled so much, very so much to save 120,000 with much struggle. So while I was praying that, okay, what should I do now? The thought now came and said, what if you sacrifice 100,000 and you keep the, the 20,000? So I said, Lord, are you saying that I should sacrifice? If that is what you are saying, please speak plainly. Don't use idiomatic language for me so that <laughs> I will know exactly what you, you are saying. I prayed that prayer. I didn't hear any feedback. So I came to some brothers, two of them, that I fed the prophetic mantle upon their life. I said, please help me pray and find out whether there is any specific instruction. <laughs> if you are able to decode that there is a specific instruction that God is seeking that I should undertake, do not be in a hurry to make it known to me. Because I was thinking whether to invest the money or to give it to give it. I was going to give if I was sure that God said I should give. I don't want to give that one as one of the good work of giving. I want to <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen carefully. What I mean is this. You know it is good to give to God and to give constantly. But sometimes if you're Rent is about to fall due. The rent is 120,000, and then there is a prompt. Uh, you are thinking whether you should sow 100,000. If you don't hear God plainly to say, I mean, saying you should, you should give, or a faith has not been embedded in your heart to give. Well, I am not saying that is, I am not extrapolating it into a sweeping code that you must do. But I am of the opinion that it is better you use it to settle the rent. Except God has spoken to you clearly or a faith has risen in your heart before the landlord will come and drag you out of the house and you will begin to accuse God. But you see, you see, I gave it to you and this man is harassing. So that was the situation I was trying to know. So the, the days passed. I wasn't sure because the investment is time bound. So when I didn't, and they came, they brought different kind of uh, admonitions. So I said, okay, maybe that is not what God was saying. So I <laughs> plunged the money into the investment. But as soon as I did that, I lost my peace. It was so bad that I knew that, oh, I goofed. So I said, God, okay, I am sorry. You know, you didn't tell me plainly. <laughs> but can you... Give me the opportunity to make good that um, instruction. Nothing happened for three, three, three months. 
After three months, the money came back. So I took the money and I sold the 100,000. Amen. So I sold the 100,000. That was how the ugly battle, struggling, that I was struggling with, that was how it was handled. People will say, ah, somebody will meet me and say, ah, are you still a lawyer? Are you still practicing? Or you are, somebody even asked me, are you, is it, are you more into the ministry or you are practicing also? I say in my mind, this question, it is demon that inspired it. <laughs> Did I tell you that I have resigned from uh, the practice of law? What I mean is this, they will, the works that they should bring for you, whether they want to register company or they are buying land or they are entering into contract or transaction, they will not even remember that you are a lawyer to engage you. I know that they and some other persons that we want to bring work, suddenly something will take them away. I know it was demon that was influencing all those things. Some other persons that are work for them, they will not even pay. You know, after that, after that sacrifice, after that obedience, that was how series of work began to come, series of work. The previous year, I was trusting God for 80000 to pay for rent, to rent an office space. I couldn't get the money. But you know, around January, the following year, February, March, I had money in my account that I didn't even know how to invest it. That was when I knew another kind of problem that, oh, we should pray to God to give us business idea because money was lying in my account. Money was lying in my account that I didn't know what to use it for. So that is the essence of the prayer that Reverend Dan raised. Money was there. I didn't know what to do. So as I was trusting God for breakthrough for the siege to be lifted, I didn't even know that when the money comes, you need another wisdom to multiply the money. So while I was in that situation also, God now gave me a vision. I dreamt a dream that I should meet this woman. She would tell me about an investment. So that is how God orchestrates series of deliverance. And, and last year, I touched money that I've never, I, I am not saying, don't come and meet me that I should. <laughs> but I am saying, I am saying that during the seasons, seasons of last year, I did series of series of work and I touched series of money that made me to know that to be able to handle million is actually not a mystery. Why am I taking